it's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning and welcome to the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. This is Charlie Crabtree as your host this morning and we're going to get right into it as we always try to do. We have so little time and so many things to cover. Today, I have a couple of guests. The first one, for the first half hour, is going to be a uh, friend of mine that has been around uh, the Northwest for quite a, a, a long time. I won't say too long, because then she'll say, well, you're calling me old. But her name is Eileen Sobject, and Eileen has worked within the uh, Republican Party for a long time, and we thought we would have her on because she has done something very, very special the last couple of years, and uh, we would like you in Whatcom County to know about it a little bit. Good morning, Eileen. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Charlie. Thank you for having me on, and thank you for uh, not saying that I'm too old here. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Yep. No problem, because I've got you beat. Um, so tell us. Tell us a little bit about who you are, and um, honestly, what what you did the last couple of years. Okay. Well, starting out, um, you know, I just want to let the folks know out there that I've been involved for a very long time, <laughs> not old, but, um, and just worked my way through the ranks. I got involved in politics because uh, I didn't like what I saw what was happening with government, and I didn't want to just be one of those people that just goes out and votes, which is very important or someone that doesn't vote or do anything. And I wanted to back up my concerns with actual action. So I got involved with um, some Republican women and the Republican Party and started out as a club president in the Republican women. But prior to that, I had been very involved. I've been a PCO since the 1980s. I gave that position up um, the last two years because I was elected to the National Federation of Republican Women, and part of that meant that I had to move back to Washington, D.C., to the swamp, and be back right in the middle of everything that was going on. And what I did back there is um, we have an organization of 65,000-plus women across the nation in almost every state in the nation and in Puerto Rico and in Washington, D.C., and we're working on a federation in the Virgin Islands. Our women are very active. They support their Republican uh, parties. They campaign. In fact, um, just uh, in the last two years, the Republican women saved campaigns $435 million because of the volunteer hours that they contribute. Okay. And a little bit we passed over on how you got to that position. Well— it, because it's a big deal to yeah. get that far in, the, in an organization that's national. No, you're right. And I was just a mom with um, three young kids. Yeah. And uh, I started by getting involved in the in what was happening in the schools, 
got involved in some initiatives years ago. We had an initiative called the Children's Initiative, so-called Children's Initiative, that was actually a tax initiative. There were other issues like um, pornography as it relates to children. And so as I got involved in those issues, then I got involved in organizations like Eagle Forum, even with some ladies created our own organization, got involved in the Republican Party. And um, I was uh, speaking to Republican women's clubs, and before I knew it, they asked me to be their club president. Ah, so it's kind of a funny story. So when they elected me club president, I was— um, This is all in Whatcom County. All in Whatcom County, yes, and just a mom out there <laughs> trying to make a difference. But the day that they elected me, I was actually doing a press conference for the Boy Scouts. So I wasn't even there to get elected. But anyway, that was the beginning. So as a club president and then um, later on serving in the State Federation of Republican Women. Now, how do you get to the State Federation from the local? So uh, we have all of our – we have probably almost 50 clubs in – a lot of members in the state of Washington, and each one has their chapter. And so I was then elected from club president to district director, served as first VP, just worked my way up, and became a state president. Okay, just worked your way up. Just worked my way up. <laughs> and and you were elected state president, and then, then where did you go? And then from state president, um, I was elected member at large, and then again, worked my way up. I've been a first, second, and third VP and secretary and member at large at the national level. So all of that was volunteer. Right. And just have put in that time since um, uh, beginning in like around 1990. All right. That's awesome. What, What things along the way did you do on the state? And, and national level as first vice president, second vice president? Well, um, what we do as Republican women and what I did is one of the important things is we're membership driven. So we we build membership. Our whole goal is to educate and empower women politically. So we give women the opportunities to grow politically and, and gain confidence and then get out there and be able to work on campaigns. Uh, we held campaign schools collaborated a lot with the Republican Party at the local and then the state and then the national level when I was national president. And we worked together to elect um, Republicans and to train Republicans and also to um, empower women to run for office as well. So, you know, I I went up to the website and um, then I went to Wikipedia. There's some history so do you know any of that uh, national women's or the women's organizations in the Republican Party and how they came about? Well, our organization has been around for 85 years, and our women started before uh, we even had the, bo- the vote. So um, just a couple of years ago when we were celebrate- celebrating uh, the anniversary of the women's vote, our Republican women were very involved in that because— um, we had chapters that started, like I said, before women were even allowed to vote. And then the Republican National Committee saw what we were doing across the nation, and they said, hey, you need to organize this into one organization. So that was literally uh, 85 years ago. Well, now it's gonna, we're going into our 86th year. And so we have just stood strong for all of those years, for 85 years. 
working can, as Republican. Can we do the math? How how long? What year was that? Nineteen. Oh, nineteen. Yeah, do the math. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Nineteen thirty-eight. Nineteen thirty-eight is when right. we. Yes, right. that was. And what? How about the women's vote? When did that actually come into existence? As was it an amendment to the Constitution, or what happened? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was an amendment to the Constitution. And our women work, like I said, very hard. And um, it was the twentieth century that twentieth century, early twentieth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this is awesome. Um, we're gonna take a break in a little bit here, and we're gonna um, come back and talk more about what you did in your two years, where you were actually at, and who was your greatest person to meet, and all of those odds and ends of of uh, events that happened to you as president of the National Republican Women. So let's take a break. This is Charlie Crabtree on the Four Corner. Thanks. Cash in on nostalgia. Barron's historic payback program is back and bigger than ever. Heating, cooling, and more. Save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. That's right. The older the equipment, the more you'll save. So many things get better with age. Unfortunately, your HVAC system isn't one of them. Until now. During Barron's payback program, earn up to $6,000 when you upgrade to a high-efficiency heat pump. Spoiler alert, two lucky customers win free installations, including the customer with the oldest furnace. There's more. The first 10 customer installations snag a $500 Costco shop card. The next 40 get a $200 shop card. That's 50 happy folks. Good things come to those who wait, but don't wait too long. Call today. Barron's Payback Program is happening now through January 31st. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit BarronHeating.com for details. Did you know abortion is still legal in Washington State throughout all three trimesters? And since Roe v. Wade was struck down, absolutely nothing has changed in our state. Washington State leads the way in offering abortion to all, including transportation to this state. The governor is introducing a bill to protect abortion without restriction. Hi, my name is Juanita Verbray, and I want to speak for the very innocent preborn child who is tragically sent to death without a voice or an option. I want to stand with the women who think they cannot keep their baby and feel helpless and hopeless. There is help for any mom who is facing this crisis. We can help with each and every need. We will stand with you and help you succeed as a parent. Before you make an appointment to terminate, please call one 399 life and we will support you through your crisis pregnancy. Again, call one 399 life and may God protect you and your unborn baby. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Okay, good wake-up music to come back to Saturday Morning Live, the fourth corner version with Charlie Crabtree. This morning, we have with us Eileen Sobjack, who has worked and volunteered uh, in Whatcom County for a number of years and come to the, uh, what I would call the apex of her career with an organization called the Republican Women um, Organization, I guess. Is that what you call it? Yep. All right. So here we are back in uh, in talking mode, and we're going to talk a little bit about you got drafted basically for two years, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Elected for two years. And like I said, part of that is um, our bylaws require that uh, you go back to Washington, D.C. and live so that you can be kind of in the hub. And that was my main place, although I traveled all over the country. So and just going back to when I was state president, um, I, I traveled all over the state and it was amazing. And I love that. So uh, throughout the years, um, as I've been involved in the National Federation, I have been also a region director for different regions and traveled. But this opportunity the last two years was big. And um, whenever I was called upon, uh, then I, I wanted to be there for these other chapters throughout the state. So I had the opportunity to visit many of our our states, and see what our Republican women are doing. I also had a lot of opportunities media. Part of my goals were to promote our organization because sometimes people, they say, oh, I didn't even know you existed. Um, And women especially say, I'd love to be involved in an organization like that. Didn't even know you were around. So I was promoting us in that way. I had a wonderful opportunity to be on Fox News during the 2022 Mm -hmm. elections Mm -hmm. and uh, did numerous podcasts, did an article uh, on the Hill for The Hill and for The Washington Times and with Political and USA Today and other news media and just had amazing opportunities to get our message out there. And every time I would go to a state, whether it was Mississippi, Louisiana or whatever, then I would get on their local or, or statewide news and just promote who we were. And it was that was a wonderful opportunity. It took a lot of energy. I'm just so glad that I was able to do that. So what what was the farthest reach from Washington D.C. to where'd you go? Puerto Rico. I didn't get to Puerto Rico, but I sure would like to do that as well. I'm still involved on the executive committee, so maybe I'll have an opportunity. But um, Alaska, yeah. Hawaii. I, yes, and, and Alaska, of course, isn't too far. But when I was a region director, I made several trips to Alaska and love the ladies. One thing that, you know, I found is, I mean, wherever you go, there's that culture, whether it's Alaska. Louisiana was Louisiana was fantastic. And um, years ago, I met who their now governor, um, Jeff Landry. He was a congressman. He came to one of our meetings. And then I met him again as attorney general and Louisiana, I, I love going to those red states, but I also love those blue states and being supportive because I live in one of those blue, blue states. states. Now, what other blue state did you go to? Uh, let's see. Oh, you got me there for a minute. Oh, I've been to Oregon and California. Well, there you are. Yeah. The big <laughs> That's three. a couple of them. Yeah, the big three over here on, yeah. the, on the coast. Yeah. And they have good, robust organizations as well. Yes, they right? do. Yeah, yeah, California and Texas, a couple of years ago, these ladies, they were competing together. I mean, California at one time has had over 12,000 uh, Republican women oh, members. Right. So, And that's just the ladies that are members. We have uh, hundreds and thousands of associates, too. And we're not only doing the educating and empowering politically, but our organization differs from any other organization because we also have programs that... We have our Caring for America, and we do all sorts of projects um, through the Caring for America in our communities. We also have our Armed Services, and our Armed Services Committee um, supports our veterans. And um, just, in fact, recently, one of our clubs raised over $8,000 in support of veterans. And we're just always doing those things, supporting our police, our veterans, and getting out in our communities. It's really a diverse organization. Well, I, you know, 
locally, I know what the women's Republicans have done throughout the years here in Whatcom County, and that's they have a lot of good speakers. At, it doesn't matter the party, but they have a lot of good speakers at their uh, whatever they're having, uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinners. And um, that has been positive in my view towards the community. I mean, you can go and hear somebody you haven't heard before live. Yeah. Right there. So. Yeah, and they meet, uh, I think it's the uh, first Tuesday at the Bellingham Country Club. Okay. And well, I'm going to start going back to those meetings. Though, so tell me again, when have you, when did you come back to Bellingham? What, and for good, I mean, after mm-hmm. your two-year stint, how long have you been back? Oh, I, um, I flew back on December 18th and um, continued to work uh, remotely until the 31st. And then uh, January 1st, the brand new, um, the next president uh, has taken office. And I just wanted to say, you know, sometimes people have said to me, well, you only have two years, but you continue on. And what I did is I... I built on the foundation of those prior to me. And this is why we've lasted over 85 years. This is how we work it. And now this next president will be building on my foundation, but she'll also have new ideas and innovative um, ways to deal with and continue our program. And that's why we're so successful. Well, another thing that I've noticed from the website, and I think if you Google what Republican women National Republican Women, you're going to find this website. One of the things I see is all the officers and the way that you you work to keep people involved for four or eight years by being, you know, whatever you, what is it, first vice president, second yes. vice, what are they? Right, yeah, first, second, third vice president, and fourth, and then uh, treasurer, secretary, and member at large. And so never been treasurer, but I... <laughs> <laughs> Had a big responsibility the last two years as far as that's concerned. Right. But, yeah, and then we also have our board of directors at 65-plus and all of the different committee chairs and members, and that's how we keep the, yeah, we do keep the women involved. It's uh, not just two years, three years, and you're done. Right. It's a lifetime. Yeah. So where are you going? I mean, after you're done here, what happens? Well, um, I'm still waiting for my next assignment. I'm serving on the executive committee and doing my part there and will continue to be involved in the Republican women. I attended my precinct caucus and oh, I was elected as a delegate and I'm going there. So I'm going to continue on. I'm, I'm glad to be back in Washington State. There's a lot that needs to be done here and I'm ready to help with that as well. But still kind of waiting on my next assignment. But maybe I'll be writing a story about all these years because it's yeah. been absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. been an amazing experience. And one of the things, there's there's a lot of things and we're going to run out of time, but um, I see that one of the hot points here on uh, on what you do is protect the integrity of our electoral process, mm-hmm. or however you say that, electoral yes. process. So tell me what that means. So we have an election integrity committee. That's one of our very important committees. And... Um, we, you know, well, if you go to our website, nfrw.org, or you go to our YouTube, nfrw.1, or just Republican Women, you can find that. You'll see some of the um, op- the videos that we have out there. We have had uh, very um, educated people talk about elections and what we need to do. 
our ladies, depending on their state, they are involved. Like in Washington State, in the last election, the Republican women were out there in their cars watching the watching the boxes. Boxes, yes. Yes. So yes. whatever needs to be done in states where they are blessed to be able to go to the polls, our women are there as poll watchers. Right. And that in our election integrity committee are and two years ago with some ladies out of Georgia. So they really had some experience with <laughs> The elections and what we needed to do, and um, they have laid out on our website what needs to be, what needs to be done in each state, and right. what you need to be doing to make sure that the elections are done fairly. Awesome. So I'm I'm getting the word that we're out of time for this segment. Um, any last words you want to say before we uh, part ways for today? Well, I would like, well, I, first of all, I want to say thank you very much, Charlie, for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Look forward to working with you in the local Republican <laughs> Party again as well. Um, you, We've got a lot of resources available. Check us out at nfrw.org. That's nfrw.org. And we are on YouTube with uh, lots of videos and programs. Our podcasts are there. And... Um, and if you're local and you're re- and you're a woman and you're a Republican or you're interested in Republican politics, then check out the um, the Women's Club, Whatcom County Republican Whatcom Women. County Republican Women. Yeah, and we're on Facebook too. NFRW's on Facebook okay. and Twitter and Instagram. You, you get out there and socialize. <laughs> what yeah. you're telling me. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming, and I appreciate you showing up so soon after you got off your two year stint. And telling us, the community, a little bit about what what you do and what you do for the community. All right. And thank you. Thank you for all you do, too. You take care. (laughs) This is the Charlie Crabtree, the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. We'll be right back. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and mybellinghamnow.com. This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and I'm sharing with you a very exciting announcement. I have made the decision to rejoin LPL Financial Services. I originally joined what was then Private Ledger in December of 1981 as one of about 300 representatives. I rejoin them now with over 21,000 representatives, over $1.3 trillion under management, and LPL is now part of the S&P 500 Index. In addition to discussing the latest financial news each week on Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI, I will share with you some of the reasons for this decision. Please join us at 11 a.m. each Saturday for our live Wealth Wake Up show or our 9 a.m. show on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced in this show, program, podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable to you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. 
The Lummy Bay Market at Exit 260 is where you'll find more in the store. You'll find more in the store because there's so much store. Almost 10,000 square feet. The Lummy Bay Market is where you'll find everything you need for on and off the road. You'll find the best value on gas and diesel, along with way more than you would expect out of a convenience store. There's a liquor department featuring a great selection of your favorite competitively priced spirits, wines, and mixers. And of course, you'll want to check out the huge selection of ice-cold beer in the massive beer cave. Want to grab a quick bite for breakfast or lunch? Don't feel like cooking dinner? At the Lummy Bay Market, you'll find a great hot deli counter, including our brand new fried chicken, chicken tenders, and chicken wings with all the fix-ins. Make the Lummy Bay Market your first or last stop of the day for fuel, food, and more. The Lummy Bay Market, just off I-5 at exit 260 on Rural Avenue. Open 24 hours, 7 days a week. Lummy Bay Market, where Where there's there's more in the store. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and MyBellinghamNow.com. CBS News Brief. Tens of millions are dealing with some of the coldest weather so far this season. And Weather Channel meteorologist Kelly Cass tells us rain is the story out west. The rain eventually will win out as the warmer temperatures will win out. We'll have a southerly wind over the next several days that brings up our temperatures finally getting above freezing for the first time for so many of us. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is not endorsing his state's former governor for the GOP presidential nomination. Instead, though, we need a president who will close our southern border today. We need Donald Trump. A grand jury will investigate how police handled the Uvalde school shooting. Red Cross lost his son in the attack. I don't trust it yet, but I want them to prove me wrong, you know. I want them, the DA, to do what's right. I want this community to do what's right. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacy Lynn. Good morning and welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. This is Charlie Crabtree with the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. For the second half of our show, we've got a couple of... Very Whatcom County important people from the Whatcom County Auditor's Office. We Last fall, we had an election for the auditor, and she was unopposed. So my thought was, in my first show of the new year, let's introduce her and let people know who she is, what she does. And she has uh, brought along a staff member that uh, heads up the election department. Is that how it works? And that would be a- Amy Gracier and um, Stacy Henthorn. Sta- Just go like this, closer. All righty. There you go. First time on the radio. All right. Um, we just, yeah. So um, we've got lots of good stuff to talk about. One of the things I'd like to know right off the top is just a little bit of a bio about Stacy and and. Uh, uh, how you came to get into this position? I know you've gone through an election, but how uh, how much you know? Who are you? Okay, well, I have lived in Whatcom County for 29 years. 
My husband and I celebrated our 30-year wedding anniversary last year. We have two adult children and twin granddaughters that will be two next oh, month. Geez. Many of listen many of uh, your listeners will probably know me through school sporting events with my son who graduated from Bellingham High School and my many, many years of involvement in Horse 4-H uh, with my daughter, who graduated from Mount Baker High School. Um, Or um, your listeners may have had me help them assist them at the counter in the auditor's office, helping them record a document, renew their tabs, or registering them to vote. Customer service has always been important, to me and and all of the staff that work in the auditor's office. Um, my career in the auditor's office uh, began in 2002. I was the recording licensing supervisor until 2019 when I was appointed to chief deputy. I am a certified licensing operator and election administrator. I've served on numerous committees representing the auditor's office from legislation to state standardization work groups. I've been involved in providing recommendations through my committee assignments over the years to provide solutions based on my experience. Currently, I serve on the legislative and elections committees with the Washington State Association of County Auditors. All right. Well, that's awesome. Um, so what what's going on? Well, there's some special things I'd like to talk about. And uh, to get started with that, you said a couple of things you do beyond elections. Mm-hmm. And that is, whatever it means, recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the other one? Licensing, right? Yeah. Well, well many people, I, I don't know if they know what the auditor's office does. Um, you know, when you are out in the community and they ask you where you work and you say the auditor's office, <laughs> they assume that we are auditing. <laughs> what are you auditing? Right. Yes. And um, so uh, the services the office provides impacts almost everyone in our county, um, ranging from registering to vote, obtaining a marriage license, recording a property deed, purchasing a vehicle. Uh, we also issue disability placards. Um, and more. Oh, you do? That's, yes. That's you on the disability. Yes. Thing. How does um, that work? Just you get a note from the doctor? You get a note from the doctor and you have to fill out an application. You come into our office or any of the six licensing uh, uh, sub-agent offices throughout the county. And it is, um, uh, well, the placard is issued immediately. Right. If you apply and want a license plate, then we do process that, but oh, the yeah. but the state DOL they they mail the plate to the customer. And good luck. To yes. You. Yeah. So that that is down in the licensing section. If mm-hmm. you're in the courthouse and you're in the auditor's office. Yes. Okay. And that can be done through the mail too. Sure. I mean, we do understand that some people can't. They're disabled. You know, they yeah. can't make it in yeah. to any of the offices. Right. Yeah. Right. So then. Recording, you said something about, I think I re- recall that 32 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe, going in and getting a marriage license mm-hmm. with this young lady that I married. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the other thing you do in the office. Now, what else mm-hmm. does recording do? Well, we record real estate documents such as deeds, 
mortgages, uh, restrictive covenants on your property, easements, liens, um, also uh, DD-214s. Oh, you do? For military. Mm-hmm. People this- may not know what that is, if you don't mind, because I have one. Okay. And um, when you get out of the service, your last orders mm-hmm. are on a DD-214, and that also detects uh, how you got out of mm-hmm. the service. And it's probably, you don't have to, but it's probably a good idea to record it with your local county auditor because it means a lot of things and a lot of different benefits and other situations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. It, I forgot about that. It is permanent. I mean, and the other thing is that record series is the only record series that isn't public. Right. Everything else that's recorded is is public. Anybody can come in. My marriage license? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. It's public. All right. So people go down, uh, look up my marriage license and make sure you have a gift for my anniversary. Absolutely. The other thing um, (laughs) I wanted to mention is that we also record plat maps and surveys. Ah, okay. Great. So the big... Kahuna for my hobby and yeah. and what goes on <laughs> in and around Whatcom County is the elections department. And maybe we talk a little bit about, I don't know which one of you want to, the, the structure and how that works. And when you come in and you go to the counter, who are you talking to maybe or maybe not? What does it take to do that? Do you want to do that, Amy? Sure. All right. My name is Amy Gracier. And Stacy appointed me her chief deputy auditor. I have been working in the auditor's office since 2005, but in elections for the last 11 years. And I'm also a certified election administrator for the state of Washington. What does that mean? How did you get that? So you have to work in elections for two years, and you have to have so many hours of training, and you have to take an open book test. So the hours of training are local, or do you have to go to... The state provides a bulk of it. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. The All Secretary right. of State's office. So in Elections and Voter Registration Division of the Auditor's Office, we register voters, update their address, and then we also um, plan for each election and make sure each registered voter gets a ballot in the mail. All right. So... How many people are employed in the election section of the auditor's department? And I know what you're going to give me because I know about it a little bit. You've got the regular in-between elections, and then you've got election blow-ups, which means you need more people to do more things. Sure. So what sure. are those people doing that you hire extra? Sure. And about how many? Uh, we have an election supervisor and an election coordinator and two full-time staff and a part-time staffer we sp- we split one staff member between elections and recording mm-hmm. and then the temporary election workers that we hire are county employees and we hire up to about 60 or 70 people for a general election really wow um, there's at least 40 drop box closers we employ two people to go to each drop box at eight o'clock on election night to close the slot so no more ballots can be deposited. And how many drop boxes total do you have that in? in we have 22 now. 
22, and you need 44 people to close mm. them all. Yeah. Okay. Two people at each box. Right, right, right. Yeah. We did, we did just install a new official oh, ballot box where? in Maple Falls. Okay. Yeah. So it's in Maple Falls proper or in Kendall? No, it's in Maple Falls at the at the post office. Okay, gotcha. Right off the Mount Baker Highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's isolated area, and mm-hmm. it's hard for people really yeah. to get in and even drop it at a different mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's good. They did Sumas not too long ago mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. So you employed it, or that many people are employed, and you're responsible for getting people to vote. So I'm going to ask questions. Well, as soon as if she gives me the high sign pretty quick, I'm in trouble. Okay, there we are. Um, we'll we'll what we'll do is when we come back from our break is we're going to talk a little bit about um, what happens with the elections and how we're having some unique elections this year as far as a regular everyday year. Mm-hmm. What that means, what's going on with uh, signing up people to run. Those kind of things. So when we come back, we will talk about that. And this is Charlie Crabtree with the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. We'll be right back. The cheapest gas, the best price for groceries, lowest cost sell plan. There are lots of decisions you should make based just on price. But when it comes to reliably heating and cooling your home for decades, the real bargain is the quality of the equipment and the company installing it. Hi, I'm Joe Tian for my friends at West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. They offer the best premium trained products, along with installation and follow-up you can count on year after year, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. West Mechanical's pros will come to your home and give you an honest assessment of what's best to keep you and your family comfortable, whether it's keeping your current system running in tip-top shape or starting the new year with a new efficient system that will last for years to come at a price you can afford and with that bargain of real quality. They offer 0% financing on approved credit. I count on West Mechanical to keep my equipment running great, and they'll do the same for you. Get to know them and the quality they can bring to you and your home today at westmechanical.net. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. The ugly truth is when you buy a timeshare, you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. I recently helped a couple that had their maintenance fees go from $800 to $3,200 a year. They also received a $4,000 assessment for a hurricane that was over 1,000 miles away. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is this never ends. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-366-6161. That's 800-366-6161. 800-366-6161. I still love you so. I can't let you go. Good morning and welcome back to the fourth corner version of Saturday Morning Live. This is Charlie Crabtree and this morning I'm with County Auditor Stacy Hendorn and Election Supervisor Amy Gresher. Sure, huh? yes. Does that work? Gresher, yes. Yes, okay. 
So we're talking a lot about uh, what's coming up this year and at this point in the program because there's a lot of special things. Mm -hmm. Just listing them off in my head is uh, we're coming up with the presidential primary sometime in March. How did that all happen and how does it all happen? And in May, I suppose, there's there's probably other elections. But the one I, I was thinking about is there are going to be 15 charter review elected people after November. And somehow or another, they got to get on the ballot and get elected. So how's that all going to happen? And then there's two other kind of important elections. One is the regular primary. Charlie, every election is important. important. Then August, or I don't remember when that one is. And then, of course, the November presidential election. So um, let's get started. Who wants to tackle the schedule for the year, the, the, from now to the first quarter or till, um, what do you call it, registration mm-hmm. for office? Mm-hmm. Well, we have the uh, February special election, which election day is February 13th. We, it's going to be a countywide election. We've got um, all of the school districts will be on the ballot. I did not know that. Yes. So that is a very important election. We also have uh, the Fire District 8 and the Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2. Wow. After that, uh, we have... When do mm -hmm. those ballots go out? Wednesday. Mm -hmm. What? This upcoming Wednesday. I see. Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty soon. That's timely news here on Mm -hmm. the fourth corner. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's next? The presidential primary. The presidential primary. What's the date of that? March 12th. That's election day, March 12th. All right. And how did the people get on the ballot for that one? The parties, the Washington State Republican and Democratic Party, gave the names to the Secretary of State's office on January 9th. The state certified those the list and gave it to us on the 10th. Okay, so this Wednesday, there's ballots going out for a special February election of all school districts. Mm-hmm. When do the ballots go out for the March 12th presidential primary, number one? And number two, what's special about the presidential primary elections? Ballots go in the mail for the presidential primary on February 21st. All right. So you're just getting back from the other special election and you're in the, and the auditor's office and the elections department is turning around and bang right into another right. election. Right. So on the what's special about a presidential? What do you have to do as a voter? Well, I think the, the main difference is the presidential primary um, is a nomination process to help the major political parties choose their presidential nominees. So it is unlike other Washington elections where the state state law requires presidential primary voters to sign a party declaration on their ballot envelopes to have their votes counted. Well, is it actually signing or is there a box or is there something that indicates after you've signed your ballot? They need to check a box that's above the voter declaration and they need to only select a candidate from that party on the ballot. Otherwise, what happens? If it's a cross-party 
voted ballot or a both party voted ballot, those are not counted. Okay. What else do we have for that one? They come in. Um, how are they published? I mean, is it like a regular election night? <clears throat> it, everything's happens like normal. We release results on for the first time at eight o'clock on election night. They're Which again available. is March twelfth. Right? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. March twelfth. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the February special. Yeah. <laughs> and um, each day after that, we'll report results. Uh, the thing that is also added in the list of um, ballot return statuses is the party affiliation that uh, the voters selected and it's it's public record for 60 days after the election so um, I think as a political animal different. myself I can tell people that what you may select on that ballot may not be what you believe but you have to select one of them to be part of the process mm-hmm. of getting uh, the party's information on getting their presidential candidates on the ballot. Yes. Then, after that's all done and we're tired because our pens have been voting and voting, countywide in two elections, the third piece of information that that I'd like to get into is... um. I forget when, what is it, uh, registration closing for office? What do we call that? Filing. Candidate filing week. Candidate filing week is? May 6th through the 10th. Okay, and this year we really do have, I was elected to in one of these elections back in 2004, um, and we have a, a, a special election every 10 years mm-hmm. to do something called review the charter mm-hmm. of Whatcom County or the constitution of Whatcom County. Mm-hmm. Now, what do people do? Um, what are the uh, uh, requisites for filing? Um, how many people run? And how is that going to be set up in the elections department? Okay, okay. so this year is... Um the year that people that want to go ahead and be on the Charter Review Commission, they would, they would file um, a declaration of candidacy that week of May 6th through the 10th, and um, they have to live in the council district that they're, you know, that we're going to pick three people. people from each council district to serve on this review commission. We, we have five districts. So in this yes. particular election, we got no at-large. All of these are going to be district-only elections. Is that mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Okay. So a total of 15 will be, be elected. <laughs> and how does that happen in the elections office? I mean... What happens, how do the ballots get printed, I guess, is my main question, coming into November. First of all, is there a primary? For For Charter Review, there is no primary, so all the candidates that file would move on to the general election. And the one one thing that's a little different about this contest on the ballot is voters get to choose for up to three. So we can't control how many people file for office. You could have 10 people file, 20 people file, for a council district, 
all of those names will be listed on the ballot, and the voters get to choose for up to three. Okay. That should be fun to count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, beyond that, we've got that election covered, I think, a little bit, and we'll get back to it if we get time. But we file for office. After you file for office, do you know at this point if there's any special elections or do you move right into primary um, election cycle? So after filing week and the withdrawal period, um, how much the, how, to, how much time do you get to withdraw? So filing um, the withdrawal deadline is the Monday after filing week, okay. and withdrawals need to be submitted to our office in writing. Uh, um, so Tuesday after filing week, we know who's going to be on the August ballot, and we know who's going to be moving on to the general. And this year, there's a lot of partisan offices on the ballot, so all those partisan offices will appear on the August primary, even if there's only one candidate that files. The top two will move on to the general election with the charter review. We also have a couple ju- judicial positions and public utility district number one. Commissioner position okay. three is on the ballot this year, too. I'm going I'm to put you on the spot on something that I don't know the answer to, and maybe you do, maybe not right now. Judges' elections. Mm-hmm. So what I have heard mm-hmm. is, for example, Governor Inslee appointed a judge here in Whatcom County. I don't even know if we vote for that person. We do. We do. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that if there is only one person running, there is no election. That person does not appear on a ballot. It, it depends on what type of judge they are, if they're in Superior Court or Supreme Court or District Court or Municipal Court. Uh, the Secretary of State's office has a chart. And sometimes with certain offices, if there is only one that files, they are deemed elected. But so we for don't the know. most part, if it's two or three candidates, um, I'd have to look at the chart, Charlie. Okay, okay. The yeah, the thing that may bother me is sometimes we probably got judge sitting there that has never run against anybody. He's been there twelve or sixteen or twenty years or she, and um, that's you know that's kind of interesting to me that we don't get a chance to take a look at those. Right, they're just declared elected. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, do you guys? We we ran out of time. But we have a minute left. Do you have any final words, Miss Miss County Auditor? Is that how it's done? Yeah, I mean, I would just say that during an election, our office is open to observation. We have uh, once the ballots get mailed, we have five webcams that can anybody can log on to our website through whatcomcounty.us forward slash auditor. Go and to the, watch, right? And watch. Yeah. And they can come. I, I, I noticed that, um, or I've heard people say throughout the community, well, the office isn't open for uh, um, observers. That is absolutely not true. Okay, good. Yeah. What, I, what I'd like to say as final thing for myself is that over the years, I've watched the, the elections office and the county auditor's office and every year, every couple of years, there's improvements on access to the ballot, access to watching the system work, and um, actually keeping up with pretty much everything that is both online, electronic, and media. 
um, has been a really, really good job by the county auditor. So there we are. I got the music. We could do this for another 20 minutes, I suppose. Um, this is Charlie Crabtree. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us, Charlie. On Saturday Morning Live, the fourth corner version. You have a good weekend. Thanks.